Hi, this is Carlene at changewithcarlene.com. Welcome to another one of my podcasts. You know, my last podcast was all about the struggle of dieting, understanding that struggle so that you could learn to work through the struggles. Well, today is a different aspect of dieting, one that few people realize is even available to them. And it's the joy, the joy that comes from dieting and losing weight. Now you're thinking, oh, she's crazy, that one. There can't possibly be any joy in this. But there is. And it's not all like in clothes. That's not what it is. It's not all in getting to wear nice new clothes. It's a lot of little things along the way. And if we can stop looking at all the downsides of dieting, all this idea that we're, you know, we're in food prison and that, you know, it's not fair and all the negatives, if we can push those negatives aside and start looking at the positives of what we're doing, there is so much joy to be found in dieting. I know, I know I'm crazy, but I believe this. And at boot camp, I talk about this all the time. So what does it mean to find joy? Well, for one, if you were like me, if are if you are like I was, then being obese was horrible. I mean, I hated being obese. That's the truth of that. So when I found my diet of choice, the raw food diet, when I learned about it, I didn't trust it at first, of course. You know, I've never tried it before, but I was desperate and I was willing to do one last thing to lose the weight. But it worked. It worked. And it was something I could do. I have that all or nothing personality. So it was something I could do. So I put on my blinders and I ran for goal. And as you may know, I reached that goal, 136 pounds in nine months. And I could have done it in eight, to be honest, but I kind of took December off and only lost three and a half pounds that month. But there was so much joy on that journey that when I got near the end of the journey, I was very worried because when a journey comes to an end, so doesn't all the fun of it. And so I, uh, maybe I held off a little bit more than, than I needed to in reaching that final goal, calling that final goal number, because I wanted to keep having so much fun with losing weight. Yeah, fun. It was fun. You know, we get so caught up in the, oh, it's not fair that I have to diet and that rebel comes out and we have to listen to that whiny child within screaming at us that it's not fair. Let's go eat whatever we want. But that's because we go into it with negativity. It's because we think about it all the time as being punishment. For me, it was a miracle. And I was so excited because finally I found something that worked. 48 years old and I found something that worked. Where's, where's that? Where's the pain in that? Where's the agony of that? No, it was pure joy to find something that worked. And of course, like most people, I had a wonderful honeymoon period. I, I had kind of little ups and downs in the beginning, but once I got into it, once I understood that this was truly going to work for me, it was just one major joyful day after another. Now, if you know my story, then you know that along with the dieting and all that raw food, I climbed mountains and it was treacherous, <laughs> not the mountains, because 80-year-old women would run by me. They wouldn't even have a bottle of water. And there I would be just sitting down, sweating horribly, breathing like my lungs are about to burst. 
and inhaling just liter after liter of water. But 80-year-old women ran, women ran right by me. And it was frustrating, crying. I would cry even. But yet every day I went back to do it, and I never stopped at those points. I caught my breath. I wiped my tears. And sometimes I didn't get down off that mountain till after afternoon, after, you know, 12 o'clock when I had started my journey, usually by six o'clock in the morning, five in the summer. It was horrible, yet wonderful at the same time, because every time I reached a new spot and it could be just one more turn on those switchbacks, I was elated. I was still sweating to death. I was still dying to thirst. I was still cheered up because I thought I'd die if I took another step but yet elated that I had been able to push that little bit forward. And when I would get dressed in the morning and as my clothes got looser, it was like magic. The weight was just falling off. And all I was doing was killing myself out hiking a mountain every day and living on raw food. Things were just amazing. Making it up that first mountain without stopping that was pure bliss. I mean, to climb the mountain that had just battled with me and to reach the top and to sit there that first day was magical. I called my sister. I remember calling my sister and just in tears that I had made it up this mountain. Of course, every other person who used that mountain as their morning walk had been up and down it hours, hours before I got to the top. But I did it without stopping. That took a lot of work. It took a lot of perseverance, a lot of push, and trust me, a lot of tears. But reaching that summit was just magical. So the next day, I went and found a bigger mountain. And I went through the same thing. I remember that second mountain. I got to the middle, and I, again, thought I was going to die. It was like 1,700 feet straight up in... um, 1.7 miles, 1.7 miles. That's all it was, but it was straight up and it was a killer for me because then again, there would be these 80 year old women just going right up the mountain like it was nothing. And they're up and down it before I'm even halfway up it. Again, agony, tears, breathlessness, all these old women saying to me, oh, dearie, you can do it. Don't give up. Don't give up. And so I didn't. And then I finally made it to the top. I always went to the top, regardless of how long it took me to get there, because I wanted, I wanted it. If you know my story, you know that what I really wanted was to join a hiking group that was at a B level. And I felt that doing all that hiking and losing the weight was the only way I would get there. So every day that I got a little further up that mountain, that second mountain, I'd still be in tears. I'd still be thinking I was going to die. It was so joyful. It was so joyful. And by the time I made it back to my car, again, around noon, when everybody else had done it for their morning jog before heading off to work, I was proud of myself and I felt good and I couldn't believe I did it. Joy. It was joy. And then after I made that second mountain, things really began to happen. All of a sudden, I was wearing clothes I hadn't seen the sides and Oh, I would say I was 48, so probably in 20, 25 years. And they felt good, and they felt wonderful. 
and people were noticing my weight loss and I felt good and I felt powerful and I felt proud. Those are wonderful things, wonderful things. And I never felt that way obese. But even though I had only lost about half of my weight by then, I still felt so good about who I was and what I was doing. It felt good to be wearing smaller clothes. I remember the first day I put on jeans and zippered them up. My daughter and I were out and at a hotel and we're standing outside and uh, I realized it dawned on me, oh my God, I have on a tight shirt with jeans, zipper jeans on. And I cried. So you're going to think I'm a pretty emotional person. It was that kind of journey. It was emotional because I was achieving things I hadn't been able to achieve my whole life, basically. And I was doing it myself. I wasn't taking drugs. I wasn't taking taking any kind of weird concoctions. I wasn't out there in sweatsuits and trying to kill myself in those. I was doing it simply by eating right and by a lot of hard exercise. So the weight loss was mine. I owned it. No one else could claim it. It was all mine. And so I kept going. And every day I would climb that mountain every single day. And it was easy. It finally got to be easy. It was time consuming because it was a tall mountain. But it felt good. And I felt great. And people were saying things to me. I remember I went to a bike shop once and I was getting my bike fixed and asking the the guy who worked there about something. And he looked at me, he goes, well, you're obviously really fit. <laughs> Someone said that to me. You're obviously really fit. No one had ever said that to me in my life, in my life. And there it was mine. And I owned it and I had it because I persevered, because I didn't quit. And because I worked through the tears and the agony and a diet nobody believed in but me. And it was all mine. And as time went by and I started buying other clothes and I saw how tiny the clothes were that I was buying. Again, with my daughter, I held up the shirt. It was so small. It was so small. And I held it up to her as a, as a guy is taking it from me and about to pack it down. And I looked at her and went, that's so tiny. It's so tiny because in my brain, there's no way my body could fit into that tiny shirt. But it did. It did. And I knew then I had accomplished such a huge feat that I had gone out and done something I hadn't been able to do my whole life. You know, I was a fat kid. I was obese as a child. I had some spurts of being thin, but it required that I walk like six to 10 miles a day and barely eat at all. I was eating maybe three to 600 calories a day to do that. Well, you can't maintain that. So here I was through this journey, this nine-month journey, becoming the woman I wanted to be. I'm the, I was a hiker. I was a biker. You know, I ended up going off and working in, in wildlife rescue because I finally had everything I needed to be exactly who I wanted to be. It was joy. When I look back on my journey, my weight loss journey, I don't see the pain. I don't see the the sense of, of loss of food. All I see are these milestones that I kept making time after time after time again. And they were my milestones. I own them. I achieved them. And I did it because I wanted it. It meant something to me. Way more 
than any food? That's the one question people ask me constantly when I, I wrote a journal of my, my journey. And they would come back and say, you never talk about the food. Where's the food? I want to know about your struggle with the food. And my truth was, there were some little struggles here and there. But they were nothing compared to what I gained from doing that journey. My favorite memory is I was out with my sister and uh, we went to a cafe and she ordered a sandwich, a grinder, and it was my favorite kind. I'm watching her eating that as I'm sitting there sipping on bottled water and she's eating it and her husband has one and he's eating it. And all I wanted to do was rip that out of her hands and consume it real quick. So to stop looking at it, I looked down at my lap. And what dawned on me was I was looking at my lap. I wasn't looking at a stomach in the way. I was looking at my lap. And I got this big smile on my face. And all of a sudden, that sandwich, that meant nothing to me. Because I saw what not eating that sandwich meant for me. I had a lap. And I had never had a lap before. So there's so much joy that you can get just squeezing between rocks, sitting in a theater. I remember the first time I went to the theater after I lost weight, and I, I don't even remember what movie it was. I went with my family, and I could put my palms down on either side of my thighs, and there was room in the chair. I didn't have to squeeze in. I didn't have to take someone else's elbow space. I could just squeeze right in. I was so, so excited about that chair. I couldn't I couldn't remember what the movie was. All I can remember is what that felt like the first time I realized I had room in one of those theater chairs. Now, for those of you who have never been obese, these things probably mean nothing to you. But if you've been obese in your life and you hate being obese the way I hated being obese, they do mean something to you. They are a lot of things that you've wanted in your life too to be called tiny, to have someone in a store say to you, oh, honey, no, 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 that plus size area, that's not for you. You'll never find anything in there that will fit you. These are things that you rack up like, like golden rings on a merry-go-round. You keep collecting them and collecting them, and they by far outweigh any sense of deprivation from a diet, any diet. But you have to want it. And that's where people lose. People, all of a sudden, they don't realize that these joys, these accomplishments mean so much. And they let that fade by the side and think, no, the struggle is more than the accomplishment. But in the end, the struggle is barely remembered. But every bit of accomplishment is. You know, we, we tend to be like that. They say it about pregnant women all the time. They never remember the pain. They remember it was there, but they don't remember the pain because the joy outweighs the pain so much more. And it's the same thing, but you have to have the right mindset. If you go into any diet with the idea that you're going to hate it, that it's going to be too much for you, that you can't do it, and that you resent having to do it, you're going to struggle all the way through. But if you go in with the idea that this is going to be the time you save your life, that you change your life, that you actually make it to goal, then every little milestone counts, whether it's going from one decade in the numbers to the next, 
whether it's getting into your next size smaller clothes, whether it's that, that one person who all of a sudden opens a door for you and you know where they didn't used to do it before, you know it's because the smile on your face makes you look approachable. There are just so many positive things, but we get wrapped up in the negative. So many people get wrapped up in the negative. And if you can put that negative aside just, just for a day and allow yourself to enjoy feeling bones emerging from underneath the fat of your body, getting up and realizing you can bend all the way down now and you can tie your shoes standing up, knowing that you don't have to buy clothes in the, in the women's section and the triple X's anymore. These are joy. They're joyful things. And they bring so much more self-confidence than anything else will ever give you. Because when you do this, when you lose weight through dieting and exercise, and you stick with it, and you fight through, and you win it, and you claim it that I did this. This is mine. I did it. And you know what? If I have to, I could do it again because it was a journey of joy. Every new little nuance can bring joy. You get into smaller shoes. You get into smaller clothes. You look better. You feel better. You have more energy. You can go do things you were afraid to do before. Because we're always afraid our weight will exclude us from so much. And then all of a sudden, the weight doesn't matter. I mean, it matters more. You might get blown away in a windstorm. Imagine that. Imagine even thinking that that could be possible. So what I'd like you to do, if you've made it all the way through this podcast, is I would like you to start looking at yourself, kind of like envisioning yourself thinner, thin, out doing the things you want to do, because that's what I did. I saw myself as that B-level hiker every single day, regardless of how much I hurt or how much I cried or how much I just wanted to die on the spot. I saw myself as that hiker. And I pictured me out with a group of B-level hikers. I did that every day. I would lay in bed even before I could feel any bones. And I would imagine being able to feel those hip bones just sticking up right out of my bed rather than being covered in fat. And every night I envisioned that because it's what I wanted. And I wanted it so bad that I was willing to do whatever it took to get those two things. My bones. I wanted my bones. And to be a B-level hiker. My message to you is that when we want something, we go get it. And we stop complaining about it. And we stop fighting it. And we stop telling ourselves we don't have what it takes to do it. Because I am a living example of the fact that you can go get what you want to get. It took me 48 years. First time someone called me fat, I was five years old. So all my life, I fought obesity. And finally, finally, my answers came. Just like yours will come, your right diet will come. But I had to want it. I had to not hate it. And I had to force myself to do things that were beyond what I believed were possible. And yet the impossible did happen. And I beat obesity. And I bet you too can beat obesity. If you can just flip that switch from it being such a negative experience to a positive one.
to one that you can look back for the rest of your life, just like any other big adventure, and say, man, oh man, look what I did. Look what I can do. And be happy with your life. So that's my message for today. Go into dieting with real promise and hope and believe in yourself. And you'll be shocked at how hard it cannot be if you don't want it to be. All right, that's it for this podcast. Hey, subscribe to my channel. I've got things all over. You can go watch me on or listen to me on um, your your Alexa. You can listen to me through Stitcher, through your uh, iTunes, through Google Play, or right through my website at uh, changewithcarlene.com. Thanks for listening. And I wish you the best in your weight loss journey.